0: Uh, ben enters the fray, only for Doom to take Alicia as his hostage. Um, in this moment, Alicia then cries out, "Ben, I love you." And then he turns back into a human, and he, like and just gets <laughs> hes like he's he's rock hard all the way through. This, like, oh yeah, I want to have sex with this girl. I'm rock hard, and then she says, <laughs> "I love you," and he's just all floppy again. He's like, Yeah, he just gets a big old I- direction.
1: I literally, um, I, I wrote, like, wait, you can change, like, through the, the, through the power of love. My next note was literally just, don't need money, don't take pain don't need no credit cards to write this. Stop, we're getting
0: demonetised. <laughs> Huey Lewis will gather us. <laughs>
1: Huey Lewis will get us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's the Filmian Podcast. We're here to fill you in. You know the drill. <laughs> I'm eating my dinner he's again, so that. deal with I'm it.
1: Pasta. Um, he's also just had a sip of his pint of Vimto, and he just made me wonder. Imagine going to like spoons and ordering a pint of Vimto.
0: Yeah, I've done that.
1: Well, <laughs> you got a pint of blackcurrant.
0: <laughs> Bro, have you never had blackcurrant and soda in a pub? No, I. I have, you are I have missing alcohol. out. I have
1: booze like a. You know, like a grown up. I'm, I'm a grown man. I, am, I know, but they
0: charge you. They don't charge boy. you much for it. They charge you like sixty p or something because soda water's free. And if you just get blackcurrant, yeah, like two am shots of blackcurrant.
1: But I am big boy, so I, I drink booze. Clearly in not Copperberg. Um, I, I literally drink, I drink Copperberg and only Copperberg when I go to the pub. Or dark fruits if they don't have Copperberg.
0: Oh yeah, clearly such a big boy drinking Copperberg. <laughs>
1: copperberg is beautiful man it's either i'm drinking copperberg or like i don't know f- jager bombs like we said last week
0: <laughs> yeah by the way thank you to everyone who listened to the episode last week it, we've gotten really great <laughs> feedback on it um so yeah hopefully all yeah. those people that were listening last week are back this week because this one's gonna be and a fun one isn't it David?
1: recommending your friends i don't know i t- you watched it, didn't you, by the way? You never said if you watched it.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, we've got a fun okay. one this week because we're doing a full episode of 1994 in movies, aren't we, David? But, That's yes. That's the plan. First, That's the plan, isn't it, the... David? Isn't it, David? Yeah, shouldn't, we... shouldn't It is! Shouldn't <laughs> we talk about
1: the news first, like, you know... Uh, yeah, go on then.
0: Hopefully you've thought of something because uh, I haven't prepped for this at all. I'm still eating. <laughs> go for it.
1: And that is why I am Googling new movie news for the week. Uh, the main thing that I remember from the start of the week is um, something that Xander hated when I told him. Um, Tenet has been de- delayed indefinitely. No new release date currently. So, f*** um, you, Xander. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm pissed. But to be fair, <laughs> not gonna said... kind of made me happy just because I know Xander's annoyed. They've said that it's going to be a delayed release worldwide. So, like, they're gonna they're gonna release it in like places that it's the coronavirus isn't that big, which I'm so happy about because this is America's fault yeah this is America's fault (laughs) god damn it by the way in case you're wondering what I'm eating I'm Uh, eating uh, some pastor Alfredo it's really good that's for the listeners you can see it
1: Uh, so so turns out we have a fair bit of movie news now Top Gun 2 delayed to July 2021 oh yeah everything's got delayed coronavirus obviously yeah uh, a Quiet Place Two finally has a release date, April twenty third, twenty twenty one. Not too long to wait, That's considering
0: April- you know it was delayed. Been, that means it's been delayed an entire year.
1: Yeah, but now like we're already like five, like four months past that anyway. So you yeah, know, not too, not too long. I can I can wait for that. Mm. Uh, da, da, da. So New Mutants got a new thing. I don't give a shit. It
0: was the first two um, minutes. Did you watch it? No, they don't f- I don't care about this movie. Oh, I watched it. It looks it looks very much like this is going to be as short as possible. So, like, it's the first two minutes. I don't know whether the first two minutes is, like, the actual first two minutes or just two minutes of footage that's shown from the beginning no, of the movie. No, it's supposed to be the opening two minutes. Then this movie is going to be fast-paced.
1: Avatar 2 has been delayed a whole year to 2022. Who would have thunk it? Mm. That, that movie's been delayed more times than... My sex life. Um, <laughs> that was the worst joke. It didn't even make any sense. I, I mean, my sex life has been delayed by like five years. So, anyway. Yo! I didn't know this. Okay, so there's a new Bill and Ted Free trailer, right? Yeah. Uh, it turns out it's heading for video on demand and theatres on September 1st. Yeah, I saw that. I'm very happy about that. I hope to God that means September 1st in the UK as well. Because lately whenever we've been getting um like a video on demand it's America and then two months later we get it. Yeah, we've only just got Scoob. Yeah. Which by um, the way I have. Apparently the more the Mortal Kombat reboot movie Fatalities made one actor sick to his stomach. I don't Cool. The fact that they're doing fatalities in
0: Mortal Kombat movie is just good. Wait, because of like the effects or because he was just uh, sick?
1: Because I think it's because of the like effects. So like the main thing with Mortal Kombat take like, like fatalities if you don't know is they are the most brutal thing you will ever see in your life, and it is glorious. Like a lot of the time, it's so damn fun. I'm opening my back like, they, I could, I could hear, but uh, Mortal Kombat fatalities are just so funny and so fun to use. Like it's nothing but you know, like top-notch stuff. Especially in um, MK11, they really, really pulled out all the stops in MK11. There's some yeah. really fun ones in there. I think one of my favorite is. Um, oh i don't i uh, one of my favorites is probably robocops who's new in it and that looks really fun um uh, well what else? Da, 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 da. there's not really like i said there's not really much movie news like in, over the next few days it's gonna be a lot of good movie news because yeah. um you know comic-con at home yeah, we'll and break that down next week. Disney are also going to be doing something of their own thing, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, they said they are, and uh, Warner Brothers as well. Well, DC. Yeah, isn't um, like this week as well, though? Or is it? I'm not sure. Not sure. Uh, uh, we, but we, will, know that. we We, we will keep know you updated so. with uh, with that. Probably, we'll probably get more of the news next week. Yeah,
1: um, Conjuring Three got officially delayed. I, that happened a couple also, weeks I'm also sure. Um, happened four days ago. Oh shit. Yeah, to summer 2020 where I am, I... am I one of the other people who's never seen any of the, like, Conjuring movies? Like, I just didn't give a shit. Conjuring's it, really it, good. It,
0: it's, Conjuring see, the thing is, it, it came
1: out around the time where it's just like, you know, this big jump scare theme in horror to the point where everything was just jump scares. Like, it, it didn't seem genuinely yeah. interesting.
0: It Whereas, is a bit jump scary, like, but... Yeah, it's
1: good. Whereas something like the Invisible Man that doesn't rely on jump scares, so it sort of relies on intense moments and making you think, "When's he gonna pop up next?" That kind of thing is genuinely interesting. Whereas out of nowhere, boo! Just, just jump scares—they just don't seem that fun. I just—I no. hate watching that kind of film personally. I'm not gonna shit yeah. on you if you do enjoy that kind of film because you know you do. You, I just don't enjoy it. I might watch it at
0: some point. But well, when the third I one comes out, we care. will have to watch the first two.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. But the thing is, that's like the
1: ninth film in the franchise, isn't it?
0: Something like that. Because yeah. there's
1: The Conjuring, Conjuring Two, Annabelle, Annabelle Two, Annabelle Three, and I think there's an Annabelle Four, isn't there? No, there's three. Then there's the Nun So there's Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, The yeah. Nun, and Curse of La Lorna La Lorna Sorry, did you just say La Lorna Yeah, I'm. It's, it's La Llorona.
0: Called. It's Mexican.
1: Just, I don't know what it's called. How am I supposed to know what it's called? I don't know the f- franchise, do I, Xander? LaLona. Yeah, La Well, There's two L's in that. How are you saying L? <laughs> well, how am I supposed to know what it's called when I've literally never cared about the f- movies, Xander? <laughs> also, it's apparently awful, so f***
0: you. Yeah, it is. It's really bad.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I just I don't care about the country universe. I keep on getting recommended it. I'm just there, like, yeah, it, it seems fine. But I, I mean, there's better horror films out there. And then they get, Definitely. then they tell me, no, this. This, this is the best horror film I've ever seen. It's like you got scared no. by it. Well done. I, I imagine it, Chapter One, scared you as well. Would you call that the best horror film you've ever seen? Right. Is that everything? Uh, yeah, like I said, not much movie news. Few trailers. Boy, season three actually got announced. Yeah, and that got greenlit. But they've also said they don't know when they're going to be able to film, because obviously, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very excited for that. We're going to be doing an episode on that when um, season two comes out, I imagine. Like when it's all
0: finished anyway. Definitely. Definitely.
1: Are we going to do a season one and two episode again? Probably. Good, because I want a reason to rewatch that season again.
0: So, David. Xander, Today is our 26th episode of the podcast. I thought it was the 23rd. No, it's the 26th. Because okay. this week we have decided, in all our cleverness and my cleverness, because I came up with this idea one hundred percent. David had nothing to do with that. I'm going to mute you before you say anything. Um, <laughs> I we we came up with the idea to um, this, was the idea. this was a joint effort. This uh, was a joint effort. We are sure. we are doing a look back at 26 years ago, which is the year 1994. What a year for Cause, movies! Because why the f not? Yeah, man, Pulp Fiction. Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, Lion King, Jim Carrey had an amazing year, Speed. So many great movies in 1994, weren't there?
1: Yeah, sadly, we're not talking
0: about any of those movies. No, because we trolled you all. You got clickbaited, motherfuckers. Ow. Yeah. Um, We're going to be talking about a. uh, We're going to be continuing a series I started a while ago uh, where every now and again, when we have no other ideas, we just bash on a comic book movie. Because Yeah, because,
1: yeah. Like, that's what you're all here for, right?
0: Definitely. Definitely, that's why they're all here.
1: Yeah. It's not because, you know, you think I'm fit.
0: <laughs> Nobody thinks that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have decided to End watch us. the only comic book movie that came out in 1994. Well, actually, that's not true. The Mask came out in 1994, and that's a comic book movie. I'm going to retract movie? that. The only Marvel movie that came out in 1994, it is the unreleased... Fantastic Four. It's one
1: Yeah, so it didn't really come out in For It came out in 2017 when it was released Shhh. on YouTube. Shhh. <laughs> basically, we had no f***ing other ideas, so just deal with it, please. I yeah. beg you.
0: <laughs> We've got other ideas, but we didn't want to watch loads of movies this week. So basically, a lot of you might be wondering, hey, I didn't know there was another Fantastic Four movie. Well, there is. Kind of. Yeah. So, back before 20th Century Fox had the rights to the movie, um, a production company called Constantine Films had the rights. And basically, the way the rights work for these movies is you have to be using the rights. Um, I think the, the, the time lapse is like 10 years, so you have to use these rights like to make the film within that 10-year gap. And if you don't, the rights revert back to who owned them before yeah and um so this was happening with fantastic four they'd they'd had these rights since the 80s and then it came to 1992 and they realized shit we've got to start making this movie yeah so they quickly hustled everything together and they thought we'll make it for as cheap as possible they went to a like super famous low-budget filmmaker called roger corman who made things like the toxic avenger have you have you heard of that yeah. Super popular. I, I've um,
1: talked about Roger Corman a couple times in class. Not in a good way.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah. It's, he's like super low budget. Everything's like under a million dollars. He's get in, get out, quick movie making, that sort of thing. And kind of like. Gri- any of his films ever good? Probably not critically. But like, they're all yeah, like. Yeah, I, I don't remember of them, any of them being enjoyed. By a lot of them are anyway. like cult classics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well I think
1: they're cool classics in' the, like in the way that kind of like the room is a cool classic because they're just they're very bad and you enjoy them
0: yeah definitely so bad the good kind of yeah. thing yeah so he he started making this movie with the full intention everyone and then hired everyone hired the cast the crew everything and everyone thought this is a real movie this is gonna get yeah. released into cinemas they, all the actors were like I, there's actually a documentary about the making of this on oh, Amazon really? Prime called Doomed. So I definitely nice. recommend if you if you're interested in the story, definitely watch that documentary cuz it's so interesting. And uh, basically they You didn't they, tell
1: me that. I would have watched it.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's twat. <laughs> Can't tell whether that was real venom in your voice or not. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs>
1: I always, like, whenever I see that
0: perhaps cow meme, all I think of is Peter Griffin just leaning back in his chair with his fingers crossed. Perhaps. (laughs) The entire cast and crew thought this was going to be, like, a huge break for them. Because, like, the Fantastic Four was a hot property. Everyone knew the Fantastic Four. All the comic book nerds knew the Fantastic Four. And so everyone was super excited about this movie, put their all into it. Yeah. Obviously, it was cheap as anything, and it looks cheap.
1: The movie it does looks look cheap, cheap, but it looks better than I was expecting it to. Weirdly enough, yeah. Like considering it, it was obviously like, how do you know the, what the budget was for it? One million. So the budget was one million for a 1994 movie, right? For one million dollars, Roger Corman. That movie looks surprisingly just, okay.
0: Just to put this into perspective, Avengers Endgame cost around three hundred million. So three hundred times the budget.
1: In, like, 2018, where technology had enhanced so damn much. Yeah. Compared to a million-dollar budget. Yeah. With probably one of the most infamous filmmakers for making bad movies.
0: <laughs> he didn't... Like, that... It, it looked impressive. He didn't actually direct it. He just, like, was the main producer. The guy who directed yeah, it was, was called...
1: he, he helped. Uh,
0: ...Olé Sasson. <laughs>
1: I actually, I immediately made a note on this. So, the way that we've done this is, Zander's um, going to talk you through like the making of it. He's got some humorous notes. And then I just made all the humorous notes. I just watched the movie and, and enjoyed myself. I was eating gummy bears for the entire time. I was just having a nice time. Why I even were you made, eating I'm pretty sure one of my note. Because, you know, I wanted gummy bears, man. I'm pretty sure I even made a note on the gummy bears.
0: In fairness, gummy bears are good.
1: Yeah, but they weren't the Haribo ones, sadly. But, um, so the, the, I don't know why I, I wrote this, but when I it, when I saw it was directed by, it was Ole something, wasn't it? Sasson. Ole Sasson. I, I just thought directed by, on guard. Ole! Sasson. F*** sake. I thought you were going to
0: make a <laughs> hair joke.
1: Uh, why would I make a hair joke when I can say, on guard, Ole?
0: Oh, wait, are they makeup or hair joke? No, no, f- no. olay no. Ole, good for your skin or whatever. That's not even makeup or hair. That's, like, moisturiser. Yeah, it's not, is it? Why
1: would you say good for your skin when you're talking about makeup
0: and hair? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so then... um, I was watching this documentary, and they say, like, at the end... Like, towards the end, how they've made the movie, and they've, like, finished it. And the cast now go out on their own book to go out to comic conventions... Yeah, and they get like headshots from the movie, and like start signing everything and giving them out, and you know really promoting the hell out of this movie. And then they got a call one day saying, "Yeah, the movie's been pulled. It's not. It's not coming out." And it turned out that that was the idea all along. That it was just a a, a uh, gambit between this company and Fox, so Fox would buy the uh, the rights. So it That's was catchy. all. It was all just a big big con. That's a really smart ploy. Yeah. Like, it's shit that the actors
1: didn't know that, obviously, considering they, they thought that this was going to be their big break. They thought that this was going to be what gets their name out there. Yeah. And it never did. Like, obviously, they, they put so much effort into it, or probably put so much effort into it. Definitely. And then, like, they even mm-hmm. spent their own money to get headshots this annual to go to comic conventions saying, yeah, this movie's going to be great.
0: Yeah, and they said... it
1: never got Ooh. released. Like, that that sucks, but at the same time, from a business standpoint, that's probably the smartest move
0: you could have ever made. Yeah, going to someone who make it low budget. Yeah, and so you've not even lost that much money. But he, but Roger Corman got all his money back through through this. Wow. He said, um, "Yeah, they paid me one million dollars to just bury it." Mad. So like, yeah, and apparently, like, like the, it's crazy stories about like people visiting the set. So there was a whole segment on Stan Lee. And Stan Lee visited the set and everyone was like, holy crap, it's Stan Lee. And even the people who didn't know Stan Lee were like, who's this guy? And then they say, it's Stan. And then they explain it. And they're like, holy crap, that's Stan Lee. And it's like, everyone was buzzing about it. He was great on the set. He was loving it. He was like amazed that his comic book creations were coming to life. And then it cuts to a clip of him at a Comic-Con Uh, just before the movie was meant to come out like just like a few months before that in 1993 and he's like oh yeah there's a Fantastic Four movie being made I don't think much of it I don't think uh, many people will want to go and see it and it's like shit Stan's a dick I mean
1: then again though like you can kind of see why It was very low budget. It was Roger Corman. Once again, he was known for making very low budget movies. He obviously knew he was attached to the thing. Yeah. He knew that no, like no names were like big names were attached other than Roger Corman.
0: Yeah. And Roger Corman
1: was a big name for the wrong reasons. And it's, um. So it's fair enough that he said it. It's not necessarily that he's a dick. He's literally saying his opinion on the thing. He's always been a very opinionated man when it comes to stuff like the. The whole thing around Spider-Man being an actual character in general was all of his colleagues said, no, don't do it. It's going to ruin you. And then Marvel were basically about to go bankrupt. And he just said, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, make what I want for my final comic. And Spider-Man saved the entire Marvel comic universe. Yeah. Like, it, he's always been a very strong opinionated man. Yeah. And I, I respect the fuck out of him for that. Because that is amazing. <laughs>
0: I know, Like imagine
1: just, just saying "fuck you" to all your colleagues, doing what you want, and then you save your own company, it, and then they're all just kissing your ass because you made this incredible character.
0: It just feels like a bit backstabby, doesn't it? Like, oh yeah, I lo- yeah, I love the look of this movie. Yeah, it's just what I envisioned, you know. And then going to a comic book convention and being like, yeah, no, I this is gonna be a piece that of That was shit. more. He pr- he
1: probably saw the movie after that because it was done and everything like that a few weeks before. He probably saw it and then realised this isn't any good um but like the... on on set i'm sure it would have looked good and it's like oh my god this looks really cool because um, like the aesthetic of the like of the set design was very star trekky yeah Which, obviously for its time that was the main thing at the time like star trek was really
0: big in the nineties yeah with uh with like next gen being next the gen and the show. movies coming out yeah
1: speaking of i have a note about that later on
0: um, but yeah, we'll, let's carry on talking about it. So it turned out, like they said at the end, they revealed like who they think the main producer behind this whole movie getting made and then to not... Because the whole the whole idea is that it was never going to be released. It wasn't just that they saw it and then were like, oh my God, we've got to hide it. It was all just a ploy. So it was never going to yeah. be released. And they say the top producer that really decided that was Avi Arad. You might recognise... He's a main producer on on the Sam Raimi and the Andrew Webb Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Who famously ruined Spider-Man 3 and really yeah. pushed for the reboot and then, like, f- the reboot. Yeah. So he's like... I don't think he's with... Um, I don't think he does work with Sony anymore. Or, like, maybe with Sony no, but not with uh, Spider-Man.
1: I think he works... With Sony, like, on other properties, but not on, like, the Spider-Man. And, and probably not on Spider-Man, but maybe on Spider-Man Universe. Yeah. Because the only way that I can imagine the Venom f***ed up so much is because he might have been attached. Because it had the same kind of drawbacks as what, like, Spider-Man 3 did.
0: Like, just, uh... it felt
1: rushed, and also like the fact that it was supposed to be an R-rated movie and it wasn't. So that like they had to cut a lot of it out. And Tom Hardy famously said,
0: "Yeah, here you go. Uh, yeah,
1: He's a... all of his favorite scenes were all um, cut out of the movie."
0: Yeah, producer on Venom.
1: Yeah, there we go. That I can imagine that's why Venom, because Venom was looking interesting, but then he said turd, and it kind of fucked it. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah, the, the, it seems <laughs> like. It kind wind... of seems like this guy was responsible for it. And the rumour goes that he took, he bought all of the rolls of film in for $2 million cash. The quote came up in the documentary and he just burnt them. He so, set them on fire like, so no one has, could see uh, them.
1: So how did it get released then? That's does it explain that in the... Um...
0: It does. Um, oh, nice. Basically, the director of the movie, Ole wanted to go and get another job and he had to show them like a showreel of what he's made and they said oh yeah, yeah. and he said like yeah i made the fantastic four movie he said what fantastic four movie he said oh i made it but he didn't get released I said, so you didn't make that it's like no but i did make it it's like we'll show you didn't it did make
1: us. it It was fully done yeah he said and... show it
0: and they're like show it us and said like, said, well i can't it didn't get released I said so you didn't make that so then he found like he was digging through the backlogs of all the uh, studios trying to find it. And he found like a, a VHS copy of it, took it to the, um, took it to like this copier place. They yeah. made two copies for him. And the guy said, well, the, that's I'm the only person that had it. So all I can yeah. think of is the guy in the copier made two copies for him, for, for me. And then was like, holy crap, this is Fantastic for And then made a copy for himself because then it started yeah. popping up at conventions. And the actors were actually, like, uh, there, there was the girl who plays uh, the blind woman. Yeah. Um, she she was at a party and this guy came up to her and said, I recognise you. I know you from something. And then he came, comes up to her later on and says, you're in the Fantastic Four. He said, yeah, I was. I said, "How how what, Were you on set? He said, no, I've seen it. I said, how have you? I haven't even seen it so like then like they were like oh. dvd copies on ebay and stuff like that so whoever that copier guy is it seems like he's the reason we can actually see this movie now um you know what dude thank you
1: thank you <laughs> like it somehow if you somehow see this thank thank you for releasing this because honestly like that kind of thing is always really interesting to me the yeah. um the whole point of like releasing unreleased movies is really really interesting in general and definitely. the story of it and the the film itself isn't that great but no. that's a whole that's the whole point of like backlog of movies like that's the whole point of history yeah you've got to see the like the faults in humanity and the faults in like movie history so that you can avoid that kind of thing and also it's all about like preservation as well definitely like movie preservation is the only reason that i can imagine like piracy to be a decent thing is for movie preservation because that's the only way some films could be like, this is basically piracy.
0: Yeah.
1: Releasing that on YouTube for free. It's not been copyright claimed because there's no copyright holders of it anymore.
0: No. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that this just kind of got abandoned and I feel, I do feel really bad for the actors because they all seem, I feel so bad. None of them at the same
1: time. It's not like, it's just the fact that's how business works.
0: Yeah yeah
1: that, exactly. like, these Which guys had to you know get rid of this ip because they couldn't do anything good with it yeah and they wanted someone to buy it but the whole point of making this film was to you know big up the price of the of the ipa yeah they had to make some more money off it because if there's no if there's no movie made nobody's gonna be paying more than a million dollars for an ip no and like this... if there's a movie being made they'll have to buy the ip because this could this movie could be good and yeah. it could make a lot of money for box
0: like this, uh, the the actors seem genuinely like. Uh, looking at the guy who played a uh, Mister Fantastic, that was a uh, Alex Hyde White. He said like after before the movie, before he got the role in the movie, he'd like he'd just gone through a divorce. He'd lost his kids in like custody battles and stuff like that. Jesus. And then he got the role, and he really like connected to this character, and so he was really into it, and like that's why he was going out on the road. He was the one driving, he was like the leader of the group in like, wow. even in the actors. And he was driving, like he was getting that across like, yeah, we should go to all these conventions and stuff like that. So it's like, this really like changed some of the actors' lives. And like, you've just sort of left them out to dry. It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I've actually just added the, um, the documentary to my list. Cause I'm genuinely interested in this now.
0: Yeah. It's, a, uh, it's directed a, it's a good by Marty Langford. And that's the only thing he's made, I think. Oh, it, yeah it's a it's a it's a good watch it's a good watch yeah so um shall we uh shall we go through this
1: yeah sure have you got the um
0: the synopsis I've, up I've, I've got the wikipedia up so i'm oh, ready um
1: i've just remembered one quick little news thing um that i know made me laugh and made Xander annoyed yeah uh, the one bit of news that i forgot to mention earlier um <laughs> tommy wizard's big shark is coming soon and I feel like that's going to be released before *Tenet*, and that makes me really like that makes me laugh a lot.
0: So the Fantastic Four. <laughs> um, so oh, we're gonna have
1: to do an episode on that, you know. Probably.
0: So it opens up, and um, I want to say first of all, straight off the bat, the music in this movie is really good.
1: Yeah, I, like it doesn't fit a superhero movie, but it's dead. In, it's dead fun to listen to. Like it's a dec- It's a really good soundtrack. It's a
0: really good soundtrack. Re. Yeah. I'm really. I really liked the soundtrack a lot. Yeah. Um. So I'll just read the plot from Wikipedia in true filmian style. Yeah. Reed Richards and Victor Von Doom are college friends who use the opportunity of a passing comet to try an experiment. However, the experiment goes wrong, leaving Victor believed dead. So, is that the entire...
1: So, I had a few um things, like, throughout this um, entire opening scene. So, um like, the notes that I made was, like, the professor in the classroom, because like, it opens, basically, with them in the classroom, and then like, like... Yeah, it does. It's saying out, read as this really big nerdy guy who does everybody's homework for them and everything like that. But, um like, the professor's obviously looking at them, and I was just wondering, why the how the hell does he not see the nose being passed to, like, everybody behind Reed and around Reed? Yeah. Like, he's clearly staring at Reed and watching him. So, how like, why doesn't he make a point out of it? Because like, if you did that in, like, school in general, like, that kind of shit would not fly at all. Not at all. No. So I found that really funny. There was also a boarding house um, that Reed lived in, I think. I, the, the whole opening to this movie was quite confusing. It was Yeah, um, I found it, was, it quite it confusing. It felt very rushed. It, I, I didn't really I couldn't follow fully what was going on, but um they go to this boarding house, which I imagine is like a boarding school, but kind of like foster parents with extra steps in a sense. <laughs> you can't
0: keep doing that and quoting Rick and Martin. You can't keep doing that.
1: <laughs> I even wrote what wait, a boarding house? That's just foster care with extra steps. But um God, then damn. like so it's like, you see Johnny and Susan as kids, um, which yeah, is kind of cool. Both, but
0: then they're both kids. And like Sue and is- Susan has a massive crush on Reed. But like, but like she even kisses her on the cheek and is like, she must be like, what? 11? Younger? That's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. Like she's like 11 or 12. Yeah. And then like, it's supposed to be like 10 years later. So she's about 21 or 22 later on. Yeah. And they get together.
0: They, they, they not they only... must
1: be like 30 or 40 by that
0: point. They not only get together, they not only get together, they don't kiss in the movie. They, f- they say they love each other. And then at the end, they just get married. Yeah, they do. They just get married. <laughs> they just get married. Just transitions to the very end. A wedding scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... Like and then the the one after that, like I literally just thought, what? Wait, what are they doing? I'm so confused. Are they ha- like so they're supposed to be harnessing the energy of Colossus, which is like this massive comet? Yeah, that's the comet that you mentioned before. But there's um a few calculations that are wrong this time and the other with um the like actual energy harnessing thing. And so as the comic comic comet flies over, the um they start trying to harness the energy of the comet, and it backfires on them. Mm-hmm. and so it like starts blowing up i thought this scene looked all right weirdly enough like you could see that it was just stock effect but you know at the same time it like it's for a million dollars it looked all right mm. i thought this looked fine it, it didn't look necessarily bad i, I the way, main thing that i um i said this to you the main thing if you're gonna watch this film um do it it's actually quite an enjoyable movie mm-hmm. but um Sorry, I, I'm eating my. Halfway through, no, fine. Halfway through, I ended up having to change my aspect ratio on my TV to four to three, which made mm. the movie a lot less blurry. Uh, because obviously, the movie was made for 43 aspect ratio anyway. Because obviously, like all TVs, this that, and the other.
0: Mhm.
1: So, uh, like on YouTube, it's only 360p. So obviously, you can't be expecting a 1994 movie that never got released to uh, you know, HD. But um, yeah, yeah I'm watching 4K. four to three. Yeah, exactly. 100% watching um 4 to 3 aspect ratio because it makes the movie a lot more viewable and you'll be able to understand a little bit more what's going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I wish I did that from the start because otherwise like, so I, that, I was a bit confused. about The so version I stuff. found on YouTube had that. So, See, the, the version I had, I was watching, it It was fine, but it wasn't a 4 to 3 aspect ratio because my TV was upscaling it. Oh, right. right, right so right. I had to change my TV specifically to a 4 to 3. Because ah, the right, uh, way my like, because it goes off my Skybox and the Skybox will up- upscale everything to um, 1080p, which yeah. obviously 360 to 1080p looks horrendous. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's just it's basically Minecraft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: watching Minecraft Fantastic Four.
0: Minecraft Fantastic Four.
1: And it sounded like it was in an Xbox party chat
0: for the first like of ten minutes. Yeah. But like an Xbox 360 party chat. <laughs> So then, um, yeah, so it says here in the next sentence, is Susan and Johnny Storm are two children living with their mother who has a boarding house where Reed lives. Uh, ben Grimm is a family friend and a college buddy of Reed's. Yeah. Um, uh, so I also
1: it, mentioned that, like, 10 minutes in and Victor's already had more airtime than Stick.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. He genuinely does. Yeah. Like, um, then, it's so funny. Ten years later, Reed, Sue, Johnny, and Ben go up into an experimental spacecraft of Reeds as the same comet passes by Earth. They are hit by cosmic rays from it due to a necessary diamond being exchanged for an imitation by the jeweler. Yeah. So um okay. basically <laughs> they
1: he replaces it with like a man made fake. But oh, the right, thing that is yeah. missed is um like so there's this scene in the hospital where Reed is like, he's got burns all over him. So is um, Ben and Victor is supposedly dead. But mm. I wrote down that um, the doctor who tells him he's dead. He weirdly reminds me of Hans Gruber. Yeah. Knock off Hans Gruber. Definitely. He, he, he was doing a full on like Alan Rickman in Hard voice. He had the beard <laughs> and the hair. He even had the same kind of character design as Hans Gruber. Yeah, So I did. was just thinking, why is Hans Gruber in Fantastic Four? <laughs> now I have a machine gun. Ha. 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 I hated how long the pauses were. <laughs> I loved it. Every now and then I would just do that in the middle of a pie chat. I would just go, ha. And then five minutes later, ha. Another five
0: minutes, ha. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, my is, my mates hate me clearly. Don't know why I just sent a plus sign to you, but there
0: you go. Um as well, the jeweler in this is meant to be the comic book character, the uh, the mole man. But... Yeah, he just looks like Danny DeVito, like the troll toll. <laughs> basically. But like
1: yeah. um... <laughs> He looks like he's guarding the boy's
0: hole. <laughs> <For> f sake. <laughs> the uh, so like the yeah, the Mole Man is a Fantastic Four villain, but they um they didn't have the rights to him. So they just changed him to the jeweler, but he's basically. Rights for like movies are
1: really interesting. Like rights in movies are so interesting when it comes to like certain Very. characters.
0: Because they I said like if they had if they had the rights to everyone who's ever existed in a Fantastic Four, then they'd have Silver Surfer, but Panther, the X Men, Spider Man, because they've all turned up in Fantastic Four. Comics. Well, they'd
1: be able to have literally everybody. They'd be able to have Iron Man. This and you yeah, know? like Spider Man has literally become a Fantastic Four member at one point. Like the bombastic, the bombastic Batman. Yeah, man. Like, imagine if Bombastic Bagman became an actual character. Like, that would have been so funny. I would have loved that. Maybe that one been day. would great. Maybe one day. Because I know he also comes in, like, the Future Foundation. He becomes an actual, you know, member of the Fantastic Four.
0: Yeah. Upon crash landing on Earth, the fo- I've still got a bit of a Twix in my mouth.
1: Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Also, um, in the scene, so basically, before, like, they get in the helicopter, he goes to the house... And this is when like they look at each other and just like have this really weird moment. But it's really weird because like last time that he supposedly saw her, she was like eleven or twelve, and now that she's twenty or twenty-one, or twenty-two. It's just like, he's, like star. Over, it's love. It's, it's love at first sight. <laughs> and uh, then the mum also just says, "Look at you, the Fantastic yeah. Four, <laughs> f- 16 minutes in." So I just wrote, "She said it. She said it." <laughs> Right. And uh, um, um straight after they're like they're um, throwing around different things. Um I think it's Daniel, is like looking around um for different like for an object. Yeah. And uh, he starts throwing it around and I just put I love stock sound effects. So uh, basically they, there's this really weird stock um pot crash sound effect that I've heard in so many different things. It's in um Star Trek Generations when the card smashes a thousands of years old artifact. Oh, yeah. And then it's also in the Link's Awakening remake whenever you smash a pot in that. And it's just really funny to me that they, like, some of the biggest films and biggest games use this random stock sound effect that was also used in the 1994 unreleased Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> um, it's, the... it's such a great stock sound effect. It's like the Wilhelm screen.
0: They didn't uh, mention it here, but we are introduced to Alicia Masters, uh, who's a, a blind uh, artist. Um, and yeah. Ben Grimm bump, bumps into her and like and he picks her up and says like "You're safe with me." And it's like really creepy. Yeah. But we'll we'll get back to that uh, a little bit later. <laughs> we'll
1: get like that's such a weird scene as well. Like he smashes her priceless artifact that she's just made. Yeah. And and that's the act- like that's the sound effect that it comes into. And yeah. Again. She's just like, "You look beautiful," but she's blind. How does
0: she know? Is she is she Daredevil? In disguise. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a dead pretty <laughs> prequel. It's a um, dead Yes. Um upon crash landing on Earth, the four discover that the cosmic rays gave them special powers. Reed's bodily structure has become elastic, Sue can become invisible, Johnny can generate fire on demand, and Ben has transformed into a creature with stone like skin, the thing. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's um Yeah, it's a Yeah, it's a It's a decent scene, actually. Yeah, like she's um like, he sneezes and, like, a tree sets on fire. I'm like, man all <laughs> I right. I couldn't stop
1: laughing. But the one bit that made me piss myself laughing in this was uh, the arm stretch. It the arm stretches disgusting. are horrendous. It was disgusting. Yeah, but, it's uh, very <laughs> obvious what they've like done. Just they've, just attached, this we
0: also... they've just attached a hand to the camera and then, like, yeah. pulled the camera away. It looks stupid as hell. It's so funny.
1: But just before this, we, all, we actually see our first look at um, Doctor Doom. Who oh, um, yeah. sends in the the two doctors who saved his life yeah. to um, try and steal the diamond, and then the gremlin steals the diamond instead after doing a full Charlie's Angels like jumping over lasers and shit like that. Oh yeah, um, but I just put like ah the layer of and then straight after I just put you he just, uh, fire. by the way
0: you just cut out and you so so all I heard was So I just put the Lair of doom,
1: but really long. Yes, but I, I know. But then I also mentioned like he sneezes fire. Of course, like why is that not a thing? I would have thought of he. Of course, he sneezes fire.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> and I think the um, you know what the thing, the costume is obviously cheap, but but it looks okay. But the one thing I
1: was really weirded out by: why does he have moving lips? It's because it's an animatronic,
0: so he's got to talk, and he. Yeah, but the lips look really weird. The lips look really weird, but I the I, lips look so weird. I like the um, I like the design. I think I think it looks really comic book accurate.
1: It do- everything in so um, like that's the one thing that I loved about this. Like every character looks really comic, especially like Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is the most comic book accurate like character design in this film.
0: Yeah, Out definitely.
1: All four Fantastic Four movies that have been made, including this one. Somehow the 1994 one gets it top-notch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but this yeah, is like, a good doctor. Do. Uh,
1: yeah. I also uh, mentioned that like, this Johnny is already a lot more likable than the Chris Evans in the 2004 one. Yeah. Because he's just actually a charismatic kid. He's not just like this lady killer. He's not bag. Yeah, he's, he's not, not a funny. douche
0: frat boy.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's an actual <laughs> genuinely likable guy who's you know just a pyromaniac
0: yeah yeah definitely <laughs> um then uh, they are later captured by Victor's men who pose as marines and meet villainous monarch Dr Doom uh, so he's like they keep calling you your highness cuz he's like the uh the dictator or like ruler of uh, Latveria a made up uh, country in the Marvel universe yeah um th- this has a this a uh, Births a really great scene but i genuinely think i will call it a great scene in this movie when um i'm just getting on my notes when uh the scene with the doctor when the doctor walks into each of the rooms is like uh so so what's wrong with you and he walks into the things first like (laughs) okay um yeah just sit down for me and he sits down and the stool collapses like what the hell
1: i actually um i've got two notes on the thing so i put he looks like an orange crusted turd (laughs) which yeah and then I also put, he talks like the Canadians at South Park, but with animatronic lips. Because <laughs> he, he opens his mouth and just f- about, but with lips moving. It's so weird. But then um, that doctor kind of reminded me of Tobias Funke from the uh, yeah. Limitless Development. Yeah, so definitely. My, my next note
0: was just, he just blew himself. <laughs> so like he's yeah so he sits down and like falls over and that's kind of funny and then it cut, yeah. and then it's like this, this scene's really well edited as well it's edited like yeah. a, like a comedy and then it cuts to the doctor talking to Johnny and he's, and he's like <laughs> I just focus on a bit of my body and then say uh flame on and his hand comes no, on fire like, and he just I'm, starts screaming <laughs>
1: the thing that's like he does though it's just like I, I don't know I just kind of focus on my bloody and I just kind of flame on his hand goes on fire and she goes ah flame off flame off flame off i yeah. think we found the magic words doc
0: and then, and then it co- the doctor's just terrified and it cuts to then uh, the invisible woman and he's like um you're not gonna settle fire are you and he, she's like no no definitely not and then she just disappears <laughs> he's
1: and like turned up behind fuck? him but like with her legs disappeared still and he just screams and so yeah. then in the next scene he's like with a um, reed and he's just standing in the furthest corner away from him just like take your own blood Okay. And he stretches his he stretches all the way over. <laughs> but the best thing about like the thing in, um, like with Susan, like he stabs himself as well. Like He stabs himself with the syringe. Yeah, he
0: does. He does, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's such a great scene. Yeah. Like, that scene I was genuinely proper laughing my ass Me too, me too. Genuinely good. It's
0: it's, good. The whole so movie's good. got a real, it's a real charm. It gen- just, it
1: has so much char- like charisma in this yes. movie.
0: Yes, it does. That's exactly it's so it
1: charismatic is. and it's so fun. Like, it feels not, like it's not
0: necessarily a good movie, but it's a fun movie. Once the um, once they get the powers, so it's after like the first ten minutes are kind of I I thought were kind of hard to get through, but once they get their powers, like yeah. this is a this is a really fun brisk movie. It's
1: a it's a very enjoyable fun movie to watch. I can imagine like. Uh, having a few drinks and just having a massive laugh with a few mates with us. Like, yeah, it's, such, it's a it's a fun film to watch. I I genuinely Definitely. enjoyed watching. Glad I watched it.
0: So um, after escaping Doom's men, the four regroup at the Baxter Building, trying to decide what to do now they have that uh, they have gained superpowers. And angry <laughs> Can I just Ben. Say, there's
1: also uh, <laughs> that moment where like he's about to beat the living shit out of these three people who come into the room and um, like trying to stay in them, but it just spins the camera around and he starts playing cards with them, like whilst they're <laughs> yeah. unconscious. Yeah. He does. But I, I, like my my note was just like was kind of hoping to hear it's clovering time. But yeah. nah, just spin instead, um, and then literally
0: two minutes later, it's clobbering time. Like with I, I completely forgot there's an action sequence here, and the action sequence, it's fun. It's really
1: it's fun. It's Good, but it is so fun to watch. Like it's very nineties action. Yeah,
0: like, um, like
1: for comic book action, like anyway. like, it's like Ms- Batman.
0: Like, Mr. Fantastic stretches out his leg over a door, <laughs> and like, all of the baddies <laughs> just run over it like and it. Seven
1: up. or eight guys just run over his leg and they're incapacitated for the rest of the time. Um,
0: whilst Johnny's just firing a laser beam at a wall. I want to I want to take a moment to talk about Doctor Doom. So, like, th- he's played by Joseph Culp, yeah. and um, obviously, he's Victor von Doom. He's he's Vic, he, you know, it's the same person. Um, yeah. and he plays it really well we've already mentioned that but after watching the documentary you know like you notice when he's talking he does a lot of hand movements yeah and it turns out that was like on purpose because he uh, the director was like you know think you're like a vicious dictator over this country think mussolini think hitler how they all that all they used was arms that they, they talked with their hands and yeah, so like, if you if you rewatch those scenes with him having these big speeches you can actually like see him do a lot of hand movements and that's all on purpose because he's just
1: he's always wiggling his fingers and everything like that like he's controlling the scene in a sense yeah exactly exactly he commands he, he presence atten- he takes a lot of attention on him like he plays dr do- this is probably my favorite dr doom weirdly enough yeah like i love dr doom in the fantastic four movies from like 2004 but this one's genuinely, like, a good Doctor Doom. I feel like if they were able to capture that essence of, like, how... Because he's, he's very funny.
0: Yeah, he is. He,
1: like, there's a, that moment when, like, they escape the facility yeah. and he comes back. He just goes, hmm.
0: Yeah, like, he, he leaves <laughs> he, he leaves the room and is like, let my henchman deal with you. And then he walks out and then all of his henchmen get beat up and he walks back. He's like, oh, now you feel the pain. Hmm. Um. And they've just all run away.
1: It's such a it's such a funny scene. But then, like that entire fight scene is so funny because, like, you'd think that like Johnny would be the most useful, and the thing would be like teaming up with Johnny. And then Johnny's just firing a laser beam at a wall to try and open. Susan just goes invisible and ducks, and the two guys shoot each other. Yeah like reed just stretches his leg out trips up eight people and incapacitates them and then like the thing is
0: just beating the shit out of everyone he just walks through the wall he's so overpowered he just smashes it
1: and then walks out
0: casually but like um another thing with uh dr doom is um in that scene at at the start of it i thought like my tv was like playing up a bit or just i had a bad copy or whatever but he i couldn't tell what he was saying and um, that's referenced a, in the documentary. He said, like, yeah, basically the director said, like, listen, I, r- I really like the way it sounds with the mask on, like the tininess. So yeah, if we could, like, um, it's very masked. So it was it was going well, on he was, he was doing some ADR for it, and he had to listen back to it. And he's like, no, this sounds horrible. Like I can't tell what yeah. I'm saying. So there's bits of it that you can you can really tell what he's saying because he's over he's dubbed that bit. But then there's other yeah. bits that the director liked that you actually can't tell what he's saying at all.
1: Yeah, like, it. I can see what he meant. Like, I feel like on set, that would have sounded really good. Yeah. Because, like, you obviously, like, microphones at the time probably weren't up to today's standards, obviously. Because no. technology is enhanced. You can filter out certain, like, sounds just with a microphone.
0: Yeah. But um,
1: then, like, back then, obviously, you wouldn't have been able to pick it up through his thing. Like, I, I imagine maybe a time mic probably would have worked a little bit better with that. Like, say, if you had the Time mic like under his mask and he was speaking in the mask and then it muffled in the mask. Yeah. Like, it would add that tinniness, but it would also... You'd be able to hear him clearly. I feel like that would have worked a little bit better, but obviously they didn't think about that all the time because, you know, maybe Time mics weren't a thing or maybe they weren't used for movies or something and like other.
0: Yeah. Um, so then... Um so they get back to the last Baxter building and think what they're gonna do. Um Ben leaves the group to go out on his own feeling he has become a freak of nature and there's a great scene where he's wandering the streets and he comes across these two women and that yeah in the just in the street and they scream and run away. That yeah. scene that's in the documentary because he Is it? Yeah, because that's a uh that's actually a reshoot. They shot that oh, wow. after the movie wrapped, and it's not actually the guy because the there's two guys who play the thing. There's the guy who plays Ben Grimm, and then there's a smaller guy who plays the thing. Yeah. And uh, so the guy who played the thing wasn't available, so they actually got a um, one of the uh, like receptionists at the production company, who's who's yeah. like all the way through doc- documentary. He's a massive Fantastic Four fan. He was like the first person they told that they were making this movie because he'd be so hyped, and. Um, yeah yeah, he gets in the Thing costume and he was like, it was the best day of my life. 100% the best that, day of my that's life. That's awesome. That's so
1: genuinely he, really cool.
0: Yeah, so he, he said like, this is proper Roger Corbin, um, is Corbin, No, Corbyn. Roger Corman, like, guerrilla filmmaking. I was like, man, that <laughs> yeah, just like, sounds like so much fun.
1: Like, it's such an interesting way to get around that kind of thing, especially like, because that scene is genuinely good. Like, that yeah. is like, how people would react, even nowadays, like, that's how people would react to seeing someone like that. They wouldn't just take photos and they'd scream and run away and then take photos yeah definitely definitely but um there was also the scene like when they're in the tower and one i was really confused how they already have a tower with like four fours on it yeah like why have they already got the four fours and then there's also a they reference batman they They literally just say only froid batman i think you're right and it's so funny but like this is most of the way through. This is like an hour into the film, and yeah. it's so enjoy. You don't realize that. I checked the time at this point, and I was like, "Same." I've only got about like half an. I'm only like half an hour into it, and I was like, "I'm an hour in." Yeah. How the hell? Like, it's such an enjoyable enjoyable movie. So it goes so fast, and you just forget that like, you're watching a film. You're just enjoying a good, you know, a good time. That's it. it it's Definitely. so fun to watch.
0: So, so he. I can't, so-
1: I can't stress enough how fun this movie was.
0: So the thing is found by a homeless man, by, yeah. by home, I thought I thought it said a man, by homeless men, and joins them in the lair of the jeweler. Uh, so it turns yeah. out the jeweler has his henchmen; uh, uh, they've kidnapped Alicia Masters, who he yeah. plans to force into being his bride, and intends to use the stolen diamond as his wedding gift to her. Um, yeah. Doom has his own plans for the diamond and sends his henchmen to jewel to the jeweler's lair to make a deal with him to no avail. Doom displeased seals, seizes the diamond for himself as a gun battle breaks out between the jewelers and Doom's men. Uh, ben enters the fray only for Doom to take Alicia as his hostage. Um, in this moment, Alicia then cries out, "Ben, I love you." And then he turns back into a human, and he, like and just gets—he's <laughs> like he's he's rock hard all the way through this. Like, oh yeah, I want to have sex with this girl. I'm rock hard, and then she says, <laughs> "I love you," and he's just all floppy again. Like, yeah, he just gets well, a big I, I, old d I literally,
1: um, I I wrote like, <laughs> wait, you can change like through the, the, through the power of love. <laughs> and, uh, my next note was literally just, don't need money, don't take pain Don't need our no credit cards to write this. Stop, we're we'll getting
0: demonetised. Huey Lewis <laughs> Q- <Louis> will gather us.
1: Huey Lewis will get us. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, that scene is like, it's such a stupid moment, but it made me piss myself just because I was able to reference Back to the Future somehow.
0: Um, (laughs) So then it says here, uh, Ben threatens to clobber doom only for Alicia to beg his not to risk it. Yeah. What? Only only for Alicia to beg his not to risk it.
1: Yeah, so basically, like to explain it, how Wikipedia can't because I imagine you're on Wikipedia. Yes. Um, so basically, throughout that scene, um, Doom entered the lair of the the jeweler, um, and the jeweler's kidnapped her to become his wife because you know he's a gremlin who wants a wife. Because uh, why not, you know? Um, but then, like the jeweler basically just runs away like a little bitch because he's just he's he's literally useless. 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 Like, he's the most useless person. But and that's really funny about it. But um so in that scene, like he grabs her, friends to kill her, and Doom is just like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Kill her. And it's just like, wait, yeah, that's that's a fair enough point. Doom doesn't know this person at all. No. Yeah. Why would he give a shit that he's killing? Like that's where Doom comes in really good. And then he takes her hostage and um like to threaten Ben. Yeah. And so he's threatening to kill her. Uh, or at least, like, incapacitate, because he's got, like, a syringe gun more than anything else. Like, he hasn't got an actual gun. He's got, like, a just a a tranquilizer gun. So yeah. he doesn't say, like, I, I'll kill her if you come any step closer. He says, I can do a lot more damage before you even get close to me. And I feel like that's a bit more intense than just, like, saying I'll kill her.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, like, like,
1: he can he can mess it. Like, he doesn't kill her, but he'll ruin her life just with that one tranquilizer. Because it's literally point black onto her brain. Um, so I think that that works really well but then like he just turns back into Yeah you know, so
0: so here we go normal you. human
1: and goes back to the um the building like with all the fours on it.
0: Yeah so she she confesses her love for him. Uh her confession reverts Ben to human form causing him to f- uh, flee out onto the city streets. Uh fear, frustrated as at it, frustrated at his helplessness, he reverts yeah. to the thing. Yeah. Um Ben returns to his friends by now. Uh, Reed has learned that Doom is actually Victor. Doom contacts them and threatens to use the diamond to power a laser cannon that will destroy New York City unless they surrender to him. Doctor <laughs> Evil style, he uh, calls. He calls the Fantastic Four and is like, "Yeah, f- you guys, I'm going to blow up New York." And uh, yeah. they, realizing they are the only ones who can stop Doom, they don costumes and travel to Doom's castle. And the costumes fairly horrendous.
1: Yeah, I am um, I literally wrote just oh god the costumes.
0: Like they said as well, like because it, it, if you look close enough, you can see the stitches where they've just stitched on the four, and it's like, and she said to the costume designer like, "What is there nothing uh, you know better that we can wear?" And he said, "No, if you think about it, like Sue's made these, so yeah. like they're meant to look really homemade." And he's like, "Yeah, no, mate, you just run out of money. Yeah, you had like I a think, microscopic um, budget."
1: I think the main thing about that, like, because in that scene, like, this is skipped over an entire scene as well. Like, this is what annoys me about Wikipedia stuff. But, um, so in that scene when she reveals the costumes, they also reveal, like, how they, you know, how their powers are kind of tied to them. So we start talking about, like, it's to do with their personalities and their psyches. So, like, um bloody Johnny has always been very hot headed and high tempered so he's flame on um, Susan is always very shy so she disappears Yeah. Uh, ben has always been using his brawn over his brains and reads
0: stretching like himself thin
1: yeah stretching himself thin to the point where he, like, he's micromanaging a, a family uh, a career is his university work his tenure, and it's just such shit like explanation like why they've got those specific powers um... I think it's an interesting idea trying to link it back to their personalities yeah but I don't think it worked very well like I think it I think it was supposed to pay off a little bit better I feel like weirdly enough very rarely do I think a movie should be longer but this movie should have been like 10-15 minutes longer just at the start to kind of like build up a little bit more to what's happening like I don't think I've ever watched 10-15
0: minutes of it though I, I just...
1: genuinely enjoyed it. I, I genuinely really enjoyed this film. I would have fi- been fine watching another 10 15 minutes. Because it's only like an hour
0: 25. No, it's not. It's an hour... Wait. No. Yeah, it was. You're right. Never mind. I thought this was an hour 45. Yeah. Right? Never mind. Um... No, it's hour 25. Yeah. So, um... they travel to Doom's Castle on... Yeah. By the way, they travel on you... the hover car that they have in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Never explained before. No. Never explained it's not, after. It's not
1: shown it's not shown how like that the fact
0: that they built it or anything like that. It's just they've got
1: a hover car now.
0: Also also Isn't Doom in New York? Cause if if he's not, if he's in Latveria, that's in like an East that's in like Eastern Europe. They've had to fly there and like they, they were there earlier with the doctor. They were in his castle. So how did they
1: get back? How did they get exactly. back? Mate, it's it's the entire like the whole pacing issue of this film. It's the same kind of pacing issue as um, Game of Thrones had in the later seasons. Of like, yeah. they just tell up what did fucking they just fast traveled because they discovered it. Yeah, fast traveled. They discovered that part of the map, so they they fast traveled. They, they had
0: a, they had Alton Towers fast track. Yeah. Um, they they're the Fantastic they Four.
1: They themselves back there.
0: The Fantastic Four Battle Series. Was the <laughs> <laughs> the Fantastic Four battle a series of Dooms military. Doom fires yeah. his laser as Reed has a final battle with him, which ends with Doom being knocked off a balcony wall. He managed to grab Once hold again, of I the wall. The
1: entire bit here though, because um, there's this entire like scene where Doom is like unveiling his plan, whilst they're trapped in this like force field. Yeah. but the thing is, like, you'd think because like they're, they're strained and yet he's still able to move his leg out. So why don't they just move?
0: No, uh, he can move his leg out because it's so, um, he can stretch so himself stretchy. thin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, he doesn't like, he just moves his leg out. That's it. He doesn't even stretch it at first. He's just moving his leg. I know, but and it's meant, to, that's what it's
0: meant to be in it. That's what it's meant to be. They just have a budget to show his flat foot. Yeah.
1: Oh God. Imagine if they tried that. That would have been disgusting. Just yeah. pancake.
0: Well, they did in the, the, the 2005 one, didn't they? Yeah, but they had a much bigger budget for that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Doom is knocked off a balcony wall. He manages to grab hold of the wall and Reed attempts to rescue him, only for Doom's gauntlet to come loose and him falling into the fog below. His gauntlet still on the balcony starts to move on its own. Johnny, then uh, in potentially the worst part of the movie.
1: Oh, God, it's so disgusting. Johnny becomes the human torch. Doom is very pitiful. Like Doom asks for help at first, and then he starts saying you're you're nothing, and like that's a really good scene. But why does he ask for help in the first place? Like that could, I feel like that moment should have just been cut out immediately, where Doom doesn't ask for help, where Reed has like a conflict of heart, and like just this is my friend, or although, although he's trying to kill me, he's he's my friend. I can't kill him, so he stretches his arm out, and then Doom's just like you can't even kill me, you can't even deliver the final blow, because he starts saying stuff like that. But straight before that, he said, Reed,
0: help me, please." It's because he's a bad guy. Him. He's supposed to be like cowardly.
1: Yeah, but like that's not what Doom has been this entire movie. He's been quite smart, and I feel like just that one line could have been cut, and it would have made the scene a little bit better. I don't, know, I don't know what the bloody hell the gauntlet moving is about.
0: Yeah, because the gauntlet still on the balcony um, starts to move on its own. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah, doesn't thing really get explained. It begins yeah, like to imply the, that he's still alive.
1: Yeah. But um, like you said, the um, the human torch bit.
0: Yeah, it's... It, um, it, looks dis- it looks horrible. It looks... By today's standards, it looks like previs. So like before they've put the full CGI on, it looks like the before yeah. bit. So you just sort of get an idea of what it'll look like. It once
1: again reminds me of South Park with the... Um, oh, I've forgotten the character. But he's... Um, the... Like, the Legion of Superheroes, something like that, South Park, Superheroes. I think it's a uh, Moses that it's supposed to be.
0: Oh, with the burning bush.
1: Uh, Yeah, but he's like a... Yeah, he looks like Moses. I'll send you a photo. Like, try telling me that it doesn't look like that. It does kind of look like that. It looked a lot like that, but with a bit more fire.
0: Yeah, it did it.
1: it genuinely looks like you could make it on Photoshop. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like not MS a great Paint. look.
0: It's um, and then he like fights a giant. It's when he gets hit by the laser and he just starts. <laughs> yeah, he flipping. just starts spinning. He's yeah. like, "What the hell is happening here?" And then he like pushes it back. Like this into is supposed the laser. to be a laser that
1: can destroy all of New York, and it just hits a man, and he's like, that's oh, it's fine."
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's not great, but like. You know, I wrote down what do you expect? It's 1994. It's got a million dollar budget. You know, they've what what do you expect them to do? Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's whatever. So then they like um, here we go. Johnny becomes the human torch, flies off to stand between the laser shot and the city, pushing the beam into outer space. Uh, yeah. Ben then frees Alicia and finally introduces himself to her. She feels the rocky surface of his face, but he's not phased by his altered appearance. Yeah. How cute. That's a that's a nice scene.
1: Can I also just say the thing is just wearing underwear in that scene? In that entire fight, he's just wearing underwear. Well,
0: yeah, that's that's his he's costume in like, blue it. Tights, he, 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 he's... Wear, he wears shorts, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, but not underwear.
0: <laughs>
1: um like, he's, he's super thick. He's like dummy thick in that scene.
0: Thereafter, the four dedicate themselves to fighting evil, and Reed and Sue marry. And as they get married, yeah. they uh drive off in a limousine. And Mister Fantastic waves a big wavy arm out, oh of, out God, the top window. Oh God, that arm
1: was just—literally, my final note for this movie was, "Oh God, the waving."
0: Yeah, that's a, that's rough. That's rough. But I feel yeah. like you know what? This feels like campiness done right because the comic book is very campy. The early comic,
1: especially book. the the early comics, were very very camp and very very just cringy in a sense definitely definitely and and this movie captures that feel like it captures the feeling of the early comics which is a good thing yeah definitely like that's not a bad thing at all it's a very good thing that they capture the essence of the comics because they capture the essence of the wrong comics but they do capture the essence no matter what
0: yeah definitely. you can't
1: fault them for taking the source material and because they are very true to the source material yeah this.
0: um Right, what we um so that that's that's the Fantastic Four, the unreleased movie from nineteen ninety four. That's the only nineteen ninety four movie we're talking about today. Get mad. Yeah. Um yep. what are we giving it out of ten? The not so fun.
1: I don't know. Like it's a it's a hard movie to read 'cause like uh, at like obviously it's probably about a four.
0: I'm I was gonna give the Fantastic Four. Well for- I was gonna give the Fantastic Four a big four out of ten.
1: Yeah. It's either it's a four or a five. Yeah. Because like it's not a good movie, but at the same time it's very enjoyable to watch. But if I'm rating it as just a movie, it's it's a four easily. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm talking about the enjoyability, I'd, I'd say seven. If I'm talking about enjoyability, because I thoroughly enjoyed my my time with this.
0: Yeah, I genuinely think that if this did come out in cinemas, it will like obviously it's a bad movie, so they would yeah. people would have thought if they're making another Fantastic Four movie, they would have thought, oh my god, not another this. The last yeah. one was so bad, but like. So it had tarnished the franchise in a sense, but I still think it had made a decent amount of money.
1: It would have made a decent amount of money just cuz like especially for like the comic fans like
0: and especially like the
1: Fantastic Four was one of the more popular fanta- like Marvel comics at the time. Yeah, it would have made And that's why that movie came out.
0: It was made for a million. It would have not if it, even if it didn't make that much money, it still would have made a decent amount of profit. Yeah, it would have broke even at least. Like at, 100% at, would have made least, a million. at least. At least. And like the the posters, re- actually, kind of good. Like it says, "um, part muscle, part elastic, part fire, part invisible." Together, it's clobbering time. Yeah, it's like, like it's, it's
1: it's a, it's a cheesy a, line, but you know what? That's that's in movies. Like it's a cool looking poster. Just
0: cheesiness. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's a. It would have been a weird time for like the comic book fans who were like, "Yeah, I'm excited for this," and then it just doesn't come out. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, this has become kind of one of those comic book like movie anomalies where like the movie is yeah. completely re- full. It's completely done, finished.
1: It's it is and... literally there is no unfinished part. The only bit that I can imagine is might have been slightly unfinished is the fantastic um, the human Torch scene. But the only reason that looks unfinished is just because of how low the budget was. Definitely, that Definitely. that is it the rest of the movie is done like it is 100 percent finished and it, you know what i like I said thoroughly enjoyable movie i can recommend it to people like i can fa- i can easily just say it's a it's a fun time it's not necessarily a good film but if you're looking for just to kill an hour and a half yeah to just relax and watch a dumb fun movie turn your brain off yeah this is a good film to do yeah that with, a,
0: with an interesting story because then you can watch this and be like whoa how the hell did this happen and then you can and then go you and watch can, the like, documentary. Watch on Prime. And like the people, the people in that documentary, they seemed so genuine. Like, yeah, we really wanted to do something good here, and we all yeah. thought we did a good job, and we just wish people could have seen it. And it's like, yeah, man. Yeah. And they've they've said but now now people can see it. They've said though, like it's weird that now pe- more people have probably seen it now than would have done if it did come out normally, because of like yeah. all the bootleg copies of it. Which is and crazy. also it
1: being on YouTube. Actually, let me find it on YouTube. It well. had See, the on one I Facebook. watched had
0: three hundred and seventy-five thousand views. See, that is mental. Yeah, like for, I've,
1: for the one I watched has one hundred thirty-nine thousand nine so hundred and fifty. That's five hundred thousand views. Yeah, like over just two versions of the, like five hundred thousand views, and like say, so say the uh, the cinema tickets were like five dollars at a time five dollars <laughs> times 500 so
0: that 1.5 million yeah like
1: that is mad so it, yeah two, no 2.5 million oh well
0: okay oh yeah so with it would have made, yeah.
1: made double it would have made literally double
0: and that's just that's just from the youtube views but then you've also got to count in all the dvd pirates
1: yeah exactly
0: so like, yeah. like that's
1: just going off of a quick youtube search like they it would have made a decent amount of movie if the amount of people watched it at the time that watched it now because the people who watched it now are obviously interested in the idea of this movie yeah definitely and then like obviously fans of fantastic four and obviously they probably would have seen it back then as well yeah man so yeah it's a it's an
0: interesting story at least yeah definitely like, it's definitely an interesting watch so um yeah, so check out like if you want to watch the movie, it is available on YouTube to uh, just watch. We'll, to just... we'll put the link in the description. Oh, I don't want to do that. And it's someone, lit- el- lit- someone else will be getting pee. You know what? Yeah, f- it, I will. I'll do it. I'll put the link in the description to the movie. Um there yeah, check it out if you want. Be it's 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 all right. I I give it a four out of ten, yeah. David. What what was your final four or five?
1: I'm I'm gonna say four. four. Uh, as a movie, it's four, which um, is quite fitting.
0: Yeah, definitely. For for 1994, The Fantastic Four. Gets 19, a four. Yeah. And it's the not so Fantastic Four. The not so Fantastic Four. Weirdly though, like yeah. the second best Fantastic Four. Yeah, I was
1: going to say that like that is so it's so shit that <laughs> this is like the second best Fantastic Four because the worst one is clearly Fantastic Four Stick. Yeah. And this is like 10 times better than Fantastic Four Stick. Yeah. Because if I could, I'd give Fantastic a zero point
0: four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, just to fit with the fours, it would be a zero point four.
0: Um, there you go. That was that was the Fantastic Four. People, hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hey, David. Zadda! Why don't you sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd? Okay, um
1: so I'm gonna do a game and then I'll decide what else. Okay. Um afterwards. So no I'm gonna do a game called um uh, it's actually it's an indie game, so you might not have heard of it. It's called steam world Heist. I um I picked up a Nintendo eShop for like £2.50 the other day because I was bored, I was browsing through. Um and I had some gold points, which if you don't know what this Nintendo eShop does, um whenever you buy a game digitally or physically, you can redeem points back, which actually gives you a tiny bit of money to uh, spend on other games which is a fantastic system. I love that. That's the best thing that Nintendo has done. Hell yeah. Um, so I like I had like a fiver and uh, spent £2.50 of it on that. And it's basic. I'll get the uh, description up on Google because it's a weird one to explain. So the SteamWorld um, series is um, a full indie series. I think there's like five games. So SteamWorld Heist is a turn-based shooter. A Swedish video game developer image and form. Um basically within the game you follow these like space pirates um, playing as them trying to basically kind of like save uh, these like little colonies from scrappers and also the space force or, like which are basically space police. Okay. Um so you go around like linear well, non-linear built ships um, looking for loot, killing um, scrappers. And it's all turn-based tactic. So every single turn, you actually have to decide where you go. You have to decide who you shoot. You have to aim at yourself as well. So it's not just like a um, XCOM style thing where you get a percentage chance of whether you're going to hit them or not. You actually have to aim your shots. Um, yeah, I've been addicted to <laughs> it kind of um, for the past few days. I googled like, how long it takes you to complete. It's like about 15 hours and I'm probably about six hours into it already. Um, I've been really, really enjoying myself with it. I just jump on it every now and then just to do a few, like, ships. And, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. Really, really funny. Like, a lot of good comedy in this. Like, it has genuinely been proper making me laugh because they play on the fact that they're robots a lot, um, which is quite nice. They also play on, like, capitalism quite a bit as well, which is quite fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thoroughly really enjoy it. I can, Especially for £2.50. It's usually, like, 16 quid, and I'd buy it for 16 quid as well. Like I'd, I'd 100 like say it's 16 pounds worth, but I bought it for two pound fifty, and I've been thoroughly in my time with it. So, so, so yeah. what would you, what would you sell it for? Uh, 16, yeah, I think that the pricing point is perfect because it, it's an indie game, so you know you're not getting the best looking game. It's got a really, really interesting design though. Like yeah. I love that style they've gone for. It's not necessarily like obviously it's not triple A, yeah, but at the same. In, most indie games will not look AAA. I think the only indie games that technically look AAA are are AAA indies, and that's um The Witcher because that is technically an indie developed title because it's published and developed by CD Projekt Red. They don't have any distributors, so they are an independent development company, which is mad considering like The Witcher is one of the biggest scale games ever, and yeah, is and CD Projekt Red are now, I believe, the most um profitable European company. And that's above Ubisoft. Cool. Because Ubisoft are a French developer. Cool. Yeah, so uh, SteamWorld Heist, 100% recommend. Um, to- it's not for everybody, but I can recommend it. I love it.
0: I'm going to sell you a movie. Um, it is. Uh, it came out last year and I uh, I wanted to watch it at the cinema. I just didn't get around to it. There was a bit of controversy around it um, because of like real life crime and people thought it was because of this movie. Um yeah. I watched uh, Blue Story.
1: I've been wanting to watch that actually.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it's by a guy called Ratman who made who basically yeah. has already made this on YouTube as a like a group of short films. And it's about these uh it's set in London and it's about these like there's a big whole thing about gang war gang rivalries down there. And they said mm. um like in this it's about two friends at school who, one is from one postcode, one is from another, but they're, like, best mates, and, like, so that, but everyone thinks they have to hate each other because they're from different postcodes, and then that kind of, like, grows and grows, and that, you know, one, like, someone from the the other postcode beats up the other one, and, like, proper, like, messes him up, breaks his arm, so then they, they're not friends anymore, and it's about them sort of, like, It's basically like a Romeo and Juliet, but with friendship. Yeah. So, um.
1: That slightly reminds me of um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, then, because, like, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet is all, like, kind of gangs and everything like that. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. But it also reminds me of, um, James Acaster's joke about his rival gangs.
0: SW6! Yeah, like,
1: all I could think of was that. SW5! (laughs) When you you get on saying, like,. Different postcodes. And I was just there, like just thinking of him, just screaming that, and then out of nowhere, all I could hear was Kane and Ian and Ian and Ian and R and I and G T and R and W and
0: Kettering Town FC." I love it. Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. That the the acting is really good. I think you might say that some of the stories are a bit cliche, and I think the the dialogue isn't great in times, but yeah. I really like the chemistry with the cast. I think everyone does a really good job. And I like the story structure. So, like yeah. every now and again, after like a big scene, it'll take a break and Rap Man will appear and start like and like do a quick recap, but a rap. So it's a rap cap. Yeah. Ooh, rap coined. Cap. Coined the phrase. You can you can use that anytime. Rap Man, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> if you're somehow watching this if, you, if you're listening rap man please use the term rap cap I need the revenue um, <laughs> so yeah um, so it'll just appear and sort of recap what's just happened and I kind of like that except it also shows clips of bits that we've literally just seen and I'm like yeah, okay so this kind of feels like where it will have been a short film so like that, yeah. that last scene will have been the end of the last short film and then this scene will be the star of the new one so he's basically doing the previously on Blue Story yeah Um. so I understand that but I, I kind of liked that it was quite interesting overall yep. I'd give it like between a 7 and an 8
1: that's fine um,
0: yes. probably leaning the more I talk about it the more I think about it probably leaning more towards a 7 yeah. Um. it's not accessible for everyone but thankfully I've grown I've like grown up like around our our friend like mason so i know a lot like a lot of you know phrases that um like the the people from the hood say yeah you know um and i really appreciate like the the entire cast is a black yeah and i re i I think it's really interesting that no one says the n-word yeah no one in this movie says the m word that i can remember I, think that's, I might be wrong
1: you know i think that's actually quite nice because i'm like i, I know that's um i, I don't want to say like it's an it is very overused especially in like black media as well like obviously you know it's something that they have like they remind themselves of their own history by saying it and you know they have to re- remind themselves of like yeah we we own this now yeah this happened we have to you know accept that this happened by using it in our own positive spin. But yeah. at the same time, I think that by doing that, it it enables other people to uh, like especially white people who don't who are very racist to say that kind of thing. Um and they just it gives them a reason because they can quote a film or quote a song and then it gives yeah. them a reason to say yeah. it and it's like, um it's re- disgusting. Uh yeah like I have a see the only um thing that I enjoy about like white people saying that is um actually it, from stand up from a um, buddy Oh, Don- um Danny Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. When yeah. he said that the only person who can say it is um, Charlie Charlie Sheen, Sheen. <laughs> because he just uh, straight up called his wife that in an argument. She's not black, or anything. she's not black. Yeah, she just that was that at was him. And he's the only person, like white person, with an M word pass. And that, like I um, feel like he's like that's the kind of thing where you know. Like obviously, Charlie Sheen shouldn't have said it. That's disgusting. Yeah. But at the same time, if you it's can put a spit on it, and you can own up to it, and then you can actually make a joke out of it as a like black person, I think that's a nice story. In, um, like a in a weird, horrible situation is it's a weird one.
0: It's like them. There was a I watched last week tonight with John Oliver, and he did a bit oh. on like who should be able to say the N word, and yeah. like because there was there was like someone said it in the news. And said like no one, no one says the n word anymore. And then said it. It's like this report was running after a guy. Said, did you call this man the n word? And like said the n word. It's like yo, what the hell? And this guy yeah. and John Oliver was like, you know, there's one man who should, one man who should be able to say the n word. And it's a, uh, it's, it's Brian here. Brian is uh, a <laughs> 64 years old. He lives on the beach with his wife. Uh, he's got two beautiful children who gave birth to a uh, two beautiful grandchildren. He takes a takes a stroll on the beach and made this really long, overwinded story about how peaceful this man is. And he says like, yeah. and he should be the only white man allowed to say that. Do you know why? <laughs> because even if he could, he wouldn't say it. See, that's <laughs> like, actually yeah.
1: good. That's fair like play. that's fair a play. genuinely fair point. But um, <laughs> like the I feel like the only person who's technically allowed to say it is probably Tarantino because like he uses it in a way that. Enables like he does it in a way that
0: like especially in his script. This might be the whitest conversation we've ever had. Yeah. Right. Which one um, of us can say the n word? Come on, who can say it? Come on, come on. Is it my turn yet? Come on. Oh. It's
1: just different turn for different people. Once a day, every year. <laughs> yeah they've got one
0: everybody gets one in the words of spider-man yeah you you, you sleep in and you're like Fuck no i've only got 12 hours I, I wasted half my day oh um god yeah so it's, it's a good movie next movie yeah. i watched i watched this morning actually because i wanted to talk about it this week i watched animal crackers on netflix hey nice um, it's a movie that we've discussed before. Um, we've I've talked about the podcast before. We watched, a, we listened to it on Cinemasins. Who talked to the guy who created this movie, and it has been in development hell. It's been finished, but like stuck under like lawsuits to try and get released. And finally, Netflix yeah. have picked it up. It's been released. So what's
1: really interesting about this though is on Netflix, it's it's like counting as a 2017 movie because it was made in 2017, even though you know
0: it's not only just. Released. I was I was on it today, and it said 2020. Well,
1: once again, like, when I said um, it was coming next week, I I was on it, and it said 2017, on the the Skybox. Oh, that's weird. So it was saying that, like, because obviously the movie was finished in 2017, it it was done. And ever since, he's been on this massive, like,
0: roller coaster,
1: yeah, like, in this journey to finally try and release it, and he's finally been able to, and that is amazing, like, I'm so glad that he's been able to release it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, even
1: if it's not necessarily the the best movie, no matter what, it's nice that he finally got to release it. Because I know there's a lot... Same with um, like the Fantastic Four movie.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Movie preservation. Movies, everything that is finished needs to be released in some way or another. Whether that's through YouTube, through Netflix. Netflix is probably one of the best ones for that kind of thing, because it enables for certain films to be released.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: or streaming platforms in general. I like the idea of them being able to release films that were never released in the first place as exclusives. Yeah. I think Netflix is probably the best one for that because um, certain films would have never been made if it wasn't for Netflix
0: Well, no no uh, but yeah this movie it's um it's really good. I mean we sound shocked because like you know th- all we've heard about this movie is that it's good how has it not been released yeah. and like yeah how has this not been released It's a really fun movie. And it's a really nice movie about family it's genuinely quite funny. Yeah, uh, I think the animation style is really interesting. Patrick Warburton is so good in this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've got like uh, really cool musical numbers, like seemingly out of nowhere, and I really dig that. Right. Uh, Danny, Danny DeVito is great. Legitimately. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is really good as a man who just says two words the whole movie. <laughs> um... Yeah, and I think yeah, I think this movie should have been released a while ago and it's it's good that it finally is out. Uh I think it's as like as a as an adult, it's it's good. I'm not sure whether kids will be able to cuz it's quite a while before things start really get going. Yeah. Uh it's about an hour into this movie when they really start like cuz the idea is that they own a circus and they find this box of animal crackers, and if you eat a cracker, then um, if you eat one of these biscuits, then it turns you into the animal that's on the biscuit. Yeah. And so, like, they realise they can use this to make a circus really cool by just turning themselves into animals and then doing the tricks. Yeah. So, yeah, they start they start doing that, but that doesn't really start happening until, like, an hour in. Mm. So it does... it as a kid i feel like it would feel a little bit little bit like oh what's you know where's the, where are the animals yeah but like also when it does get going it's really it you know it doesn't really stop from there um yeah it's consistently funny i think it's a really cool animation style i'd give it a solid 8 out of 10 nice yeah um i i I mean, I'm glad it's on Netflix. I'd probably pay to go and... If this was on at the cinema, I'd... If I didn't know the story of behind the yeah. scenes, I would not have gone to see this movie. I would not have... Yeah. I would not have got... Would not have woken up specifically early this morning to watch this movie on Netflix. Yeah. I would not have done that at all.
1: You would have just come past it, read the, like, the idea of it. It's like, yeah, that sounds fun, and then watched it. I would like, have been like, oh, it it's, a,
0: it's just another crap Netflix movie. Yeah, but it's it's better than that. It is better than that. Yeah, and um, yeah, th- this movie, yeah, this movie should be seen. It's it's probably better than the crap you're making your kids watch anyway. So true. Um, yeah, Animal Crackers. It's good. It's got a good message about family. Nice. Um, Have you got um anything else? I rewatched um Ready or Not on Ghost Stories the other night. That was nice. pretty good.
1: I've been meaning to watch Ghost Stories actually
0: belter belting british
1: horror
0: movie yeah i've got it on my sky store i just haven't
1: watched it yet
0: you should man it's a it's a real good watch it's really good the second time yeah i mean it's it's great the first time but it's better the second time because you you like pick up on stuff it's um yeah belt belting movie and ready or not the hide and seek movie that I, i uh it was one of my favorites from last year watched it again the other night it's belter top quality nice I'd, I'd sell, I'd sell, but I'd pro I would pay like full price at the cinema to and watch both of them.
1: Nice. How much would you pay like for the DVD? Um, or the Blu ray, preferably.
0: For ghost stories, I, you know what? I'd get them both on a two for 25 deal. Wow. I'd do that. Damn. Yeah, I'd do that. Definitely. Awesome. Uh,
1: So I'm going to recommend music now. The music I'm going to recommend is uh, just a band in general. Uh, Like, I'm a massive emo, as you know. Yes, Um, I do, unfortunately. So, sadly. So I'm going to just recommend um, Linkin Park, because it's the third year anniversary of Chess Bennington's death. He sadly committed suicide um, three years ago after having a drink as an ex-alcoholic. So um, that's obviously it sucks but mm-hmm. i've been listening to um specifically one more light which was i think the last release before like when he died yeah um from lincoln Park themselves and it's one of the most beautiful songs i've ever heard without like the death of him it's so gorgeous and so sad to hear because it's all like the whole point of the song is like who cares if one more person dies or one more like, if we're just a moment in this, like, in the grand scheme of life, who
0: cares if one... Did you just say the grand scheme of life?
1: Yeah, the grand scheme of life, apparently, I'm Tired Man. The, in the grand scheme of, like...
0: The <laughs> I, th- I thought you general. were making a joke because, like, the kind of, like, hard rock. Well, they,
1: they do a lot of hard rock. They do a lot of soft rock. This one's a very, very, <laughs> very soft one. Um, you would be able to listen to it very easily Xander so I can recommend it to you oh, okay um, because it's one of their soft songs they, they have, there's no screaming there's no um, like heavy guitar it's all very kind of acoustic and soft and very nice cool. but, um, it's it's dead sad because it's talking about like who cares if like one one person dies in the grand scheme of life like if we're just a moment and then the whole point of it is I care like I do yeah and it's just that really sucked because when he died it just sent me in this big state of depression um because he was my idol still is i love him to bits yeah um I, I follow his sister on instagram as well um toby she's an absolute angel she talks about him a lot Um, she misses him a lot yeah i can i can recommend linky parker to anybody it's my favorite band of all time literally my favorite album of all time is hybrid fairy from then it's um i think that was their debut album as well um it's probably one of the most famous rock albums of all time it's got some absolute bangers on hybrid fairy it's got like one step closer um what else is that the one with in the end on uh yeah in the end is on here. by myself a place for my head pushing me away in my december um like paper cut as well with you points of authority like so all of those songs are absolute bangers and i listen to that there's very few albums that i listen to like no matter what and i can listen to any song by lincoln park in general at any time of day any mood i'm in and it'll just cheer me up or it'll make me a little bit depressed just because obviously we lost chester yeah. Um, I follow like I, said, I also follow Mike Shinoda, which is um, the rapper for Linkin Park. He's um, an absolutely lovely guy. Um, I've actually been watching him play Animal Crossing a little bit because he visits like fan islands or Sandy the other, and he's just dead sweet. Um, he's been live streaming throughout quarantine. He makes music on his live streams as well, which is really cool. Like yeah. he just does a um, chat request um for like different genres different music the and the other it's always really really fun to watch him because he's a very charismatic man yeah um, um how what getting... is really interesting is he um did a bit of, like mike shinoda himself did a bit of the music for the raid oh wow yeah and did it, it like obviously as you know the music in the raid is top notch it's pretty good it's absolute mental it fits perfectly and i'm really glad that mike shinoda was able to work on that
0: um i think i know the answer to this but like how do you how did you feel about the uh the video that came out this week um of Donald Trump's uh, campaign video using? I found Lincoln it Park's hilarious
1: music? because they put like Linkin Park um sat out a cease and desist and just said, We do not condone you using the use of our music at all. Yes. Never use this again. I, mean, I found it, it hilarious. But it's also I find it funny that Donald Trump has been getting so many cease and desist by every single artist he uses their video of, like their music of. But it's like Nobody as well
0: like it's, it it volumes to me that like it's I didn't realize that a couple of days after that it was the anniversary of his death. Yeah, it's and it's, it's like, disgusting. Yeah, it's it's like, vile.
1: One of the most vile people I have ever heard of in my life using like this incredible person's music days before the anniversary of his death. And like, it's not even like he died naturally. Like he, he did commit suicide because he was severely depressed. Um, and like I said, he's an it he was an ex-alcoholic. The reason that he actually killed himself and the reason he had a drink was because it was the um, birthday of his best friend and idol, Chris Cornell's death, who um, sadly died from cancer a few years before that. Yeah, and he was missing I think it was a year before that and he was missing him so much that he resorted to alcohol after being an ex-alcoholic and obviously that clouded his vision and me decided there and then to end his life and it's just it's heartbreaking even talking about it I, I don't like it's hard for me to talk about this kind of thing just because yeah. I, I deal with depression myself anyway I know you deal with it as well but yeah um, so it's, it's hard for me to talk about this kind of thing but well, 100% especially if, like uh, Linkin Park have got me through some hard times in my life um, when I lost my dad even though I didn't know him um, like that really hurt me so I was ordered to listen to music um, yeah. so, and Linkin Park was the main thing I listened to um, Linkin Park, Nirvana and Foo Fighters which sadly only one of those has all members alive um, which is obviously yeah. Foo Fighters and um, all the other members like Dave Roll is Waverly North a part a member of the bo- of two of the bands. Yeah. Um sorry I'm choking off a little bit. Uh yeah, so Linkin Park, hundred percent recommend to listen to any of it, especially One More Light. One More Light is beautiful. Um Chess Bennington's um other band, Grey Days, recently released um an entire album with a load of um Chester's vocals that were lost. And um, they remastered them and add them into new songs, which is really sweet. I thought that was really nice um, just being able to like give the fans something even three years after he's gone give the fans something to listen to new of their favourite artist cool rest in peace Chester Bennington, the Miss Lots man yeah. and yeah the, the, my heart goes out to Chester's entire family to Linkin Park in general, Toby Bennington uh, to anybody all of his friends this annual my heart goes out to you completely because I know just how much that must suck for you yeah. it's it, it's horrible um, but I hope we can all you know, no matter what we can all appreciate him as a person still, I like that people can still appreciate that he was a genuinely nice person who had his faults, it, everybody does, but no matter what it doesn't stop the guy from being a lovely guy so yeah um, yeah Frank, like sorry to end the like end my part of the podcast anyway on, the, on a depressing note well, David,
0: um, yeah. we're going to end the podcast there because I finished my Twix, so I've run out of food. That's why you decided to finish the podcast, yeah.
1: Not because it's a it's a weirdly kind of nice slash depressing sentiment to end on. You've you finished food and you want more food.
0: Yeah, I've just completely ruined the tone. That was the whole idea there.
1: Yeah, I'm a, you know. weirdly enough, I'm ruining my own tone by just looking at my Bob Ross bobblehead. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, out To George for getting me that for Secret Santa, that was f-ing awesome. <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? Quickly, I'll tell a story of that just because, um, it's actually a genuinely. me. Bro, funny story. I wanted this to be a short one.
0: We were doing no, so well, not. bro. We you have no idea, out, bro. We need content. You have no idea how well we were doing. We it was like an hour 30, well, really, an hour 20 because I started the recording <laughs> like 10 minutes early, an hour 30 when we finished Fantastic Four, and then I started the recommendations, and now we're on a f-ing two hours. Mate, this is
1: how it always happens. This is how it goes. This is the filming and podcasting, and like in a nutshell. <sighs> f- it, you know tell
0: what? your f- I'll, shit I'll, story. I'll, Come on. No, I'll, I'll say it for another day because you're being a twat. Zandra. No, you you tell your fucking story. Come on. No. No. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit here and f- enjoy it. <laughs>
1: Okay, so basically, and it was like, and that's going to be it it for this week, guys. Thank you
0: so much for tuning in.
1: (laughs) You twat.
0: Now go on, tell your story.
1: No, no, no. You don't. You don't want to
0: tell a story. I want to tell a story. No, I don't. But you desperately want to tell it. So no, 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 no. (laughs) Despite you, I don't know how I'm going to edit this to make me sound like not a dick. You're Um, not going to be able to. I'll find a way. Sound like a dick. Life finds a way. you have to keep it in. F- you, Xander. Life finds a way. F- you. Um. That's going to be it for the filming and podcast this week. Hopefully, we've filmed you in enough. Um. If if you need some more filming in, then we've got another twenty five. Oh, burped. I mean, that's the twix. Um. <laughs> we've got another twenty five episodes for you to uh, peruse through and enjoy. And next week we'll have another episode, because so really, I'm dragged got... to this fucking thing every day. Exactly, because uh, we've got, like, you know, 20, 26, 26 episodes now. That's crazy, yeah, isn't it? 26, 26. episodes. Mad. Uh, next week is going to be the, actually, the one year anniversary of since I started this. So Yeah,
1: so, um, should we tell them what we're going to talk about next week? Because um, I feel like it's going to be a fun one next week, anyway. Um, is it? It's not. I mean, yeah, we're going to be talking about, um, like, Comic-Con at home. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're also going to tell the uh, the story, like the
0: origin of the podcast. The origin more... of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. It's
1: a bit more. It, it's a bit more than just you know, Xander started talking like to a mic. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit more than that. We'll, we'll talk about it yeah. next week. Cool. We'll
1: talk about next week. Cool. And I'll tell my Bob Ross story.
0: No, you won't. You'll forget. Yeah, I will because I'm going to watch Bob Ross now. Um. Right. I'm that binge is your week. That is going to be it for this week's podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, By the way, last week I mentioned that I wanted to get to 50 starts on Spotify this week. And the day after the podcast dropped, we went up to 62. So uh, a Uh, big shout out now, uh, 62. We're on 62. (laughs) Nobody's watched since the first day. You twat. I mean, I love you people. Um, Thank you so much for everyone uh, tuning in and doing that um yeah it, it means a lot to know that you guys are enjoying our stuff uh make sure you are following the um the facebook page the twitter page and the instagram page i've been posting clips on there this week one especially um uh, a clip from last week a bit of a longer one and uh it's important to me and we've had some really good feedback on it so uh yeah thank you to everyone that's been uh that's been kind and um yeah uh follow david on instagram and twitter david do you know anything about your film yet
1: uh, so we have the first edit of the um, final cut done. Um, I wasn't 100% happy with it just because like there's some audio cut in this that, and the other. So we're going to be tweaking that over the next few weeks. Okay. We're hoping to release it soon. I'm going to be talking to um, my co-director this week um, okay. about it. Just like asking about what, like, because I've not been able to edit it. Sadly, I've um, been busy with work and the podcast and just other elements. Don't of blame life. me. Well, yeah, i blaming <laughs> you. Uh, you're the reason i'm procrastinating xander <laughs> but um yeah so w- there's there's some strides coming um as we've like mentioned before making films is hard uh, especially yeah, if you're still i'm still learning how to do it all we're still learning how to like get all this shit done and also balance the student lifestyle and um yeah me being working and everything like that especially through covid it's been quite difficult but, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be getting it released before September. I can 100% say that. Uh, look out for it. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, um, I'm going to be, like, talking to him later today about it. So, yeah, shout, like I said, shout out to George before. Um, he's one who got me the Bob Ross bobblehead. Um, I've worked on him with this, the entire, like, for a whole few months. And we're more than happy to work together again if you enjoy it. Um, I've, I'm more than happy to work with the guy again because he was great. <laughs> I loved him. He's great. Uh, yeah i'll uh, be telling him he's got a little shout at the end
0: cool um yeah so make sure you're following all those uh pages make sure you're following david and um also if you're listening on apple make sure to leave us a rating and a review it really does help uh follow us on spotify subscribe to us on youtube leave us a like and a comment tell us what you think let us know yeah. we, we like to know what you think we we like the feedback tell us what you uh like what you, like, what you don't like any uh potential episode ideas, uh, any guests yeah. you want us to have on. Just, uh, yeah, let us know. Yeah, let us know, guys. We'll, we'll try our best. We, we love you all, kind of. Yeah, we do. As long as you're not, like, weird.
1: I mean, even if you're a little bit weird, that's okay.
0: And I, I meant, like, like, uh, weird. Uh Yeah, if you're,
1: if, you, if you're, then you're weird and we don't <laughs> like you.
0: Right, that's going to be it from us this week. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Uh, for the one-year anniversary. Woo! Yeah. Sick. Yeah, cheers cheers for that enthusiasm, David. Right, (laughs) bye! (laughs) Take care, people.